Good evening, people of God. Whoa, my goodness. A little late in the day. Holy cow. It, were you up all night? Did I just say that? You yeah. did. Well, it's a, little, it's a little, I mean, with the lights and the Christmas candles. Man. Get it? All the work of polishing everything just went out the window in one phrase. You know, that's... Holy uh, cow. I said, good morning. Obviously, you all misheard me. It wasn't me. Good morning, people of God. Um, unfortunately, we Woo! have the video of this. This stuff. is what happens when you have kids that, you know, you wake up and they're in, in your bed, and then you put them in their beds, and you wake up and they're in your bed, and you put them in their beds, and you wake... I don't think I went to bed. I think it's still Saturday night. But we're here. Let's praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Uh, so glad you are all with us this morning on this beautiful, beautiful day the Lord has given us. Uh, we will be having communion, so for those of you joining us at home, we invite you to take out some bread, some uh, wine, or some grape juice. Hopefully all of you here received your communion cup on the way in. If you didn't, flag us down, raise your hands, we'll get you one. Uh, a couple announcements for this morning, or should I say tonight? <laughs> uh, first off, our, our annual... Uh, Christmas Lighthouse Outreach, the bags that are over by the Christmas tree in the entryway. Uh, those are due back, I believe, next Sunday. We still have a few more left, and wouldn't you believe it, they're all teenage boys. <laughs> the few people we've had come in during this week, they're like, oh, all we have are teenage, they're so hard to shop for. We don't want teenage boys. And I'm like, hey, I used to be one of those. So if uh, you've you know, got some time this week, we have a few teenage boys that uh, we don't have filled yet. So uh, that's on your way out today, but return those by next week, if, or next Sunday, if you have that chance. Uh, we have a need for uh, people to sign up as ushers and greeters for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We are having one service on Christmas morning. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be pajamas, okay? Whether you like it or not, Christmas morning PJs. We're going to make it happen this year. But our if, Christmas... If, if... If you sleep in your BVDs, perhaps you might want to put on sweats, just saying. Really? We, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they must be full pajamas. Yes, okay. So glad we're in a day and age we have to clarify that. You've got to clarify these things. Wow, okay. Uh, poinsettia orders are due today. Uh, those, there are some forms on the little welcome center area if uh, you would like to have one of those on Christmas Eve. Also, uh, as you can tell by this beautiful set behind me, uh, we are looking forward to our Christmas play uh, later this afternoon, or this morning, no, <laughs> it is, it is at 2.30 this afternoon, come on back, if nothing else, come to support these amazing kids who have worked so hard on the past, you know, month and a half uh, to, to learn their lines, to celebrate, and to do this first-time-ever-performed play written by our very own Tracy Wells and directed by her and her husband, Eric. So uh, 2.30 today, it'll be a great time, we promise. Uh, with all that said, we now continue with the lighting of our Advent wreath. God. 
this candidate, teach us to be tender and just as you are. Amen. Before we jump into our opening hymn, there's something that's long overdue, uh, and, and here's how we're going to do this. Um, it start, you know, it's time that we start sharing God's peace with one another. I've always loved that. We used to start our services that way and just kind of get us off on the right foot. So here's what we're going to do, because I'm fully aware that you know, we have different opinions or different thoughts or different realities of COVID and all that stuff. So uh, if, if you would prefer not to be embraced or things like that, so, you know, Share the peace this way, or if you want to do nux, do nux, but just make it very clear to the people around you how you best want to do that. If you want a hug, just fling them wide open, and someone's going to get there. I know they are, but I invite you to stand as you are able. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share that peace this morning. If you're at home joining us, type in the chat, good morning. We ask that you'd remain standing and uh, let's join together and sing. hearts, Lord God, to prepare the way of your only Son. By his coming, nurture our growth as people of repentance and peace through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is once again on the way into our world and into our hearts. Amen. I was blessed to be able to uh, spend the previous week, Thanksgiving week, with my family in Minnesota, don't you know? And uh, had a, a wonderful time. It was so funny. My mom asked me to sing at her, you know, my home church, the church where they belong. And uh, I was like, yeah, I you know, kind of would like a Sunday off. But yeah, okay, mom, I'll, I'll sing. Well, that turned into me leading two services. <laughs> I got voluntold again. It was amazing. But it was such a blessing to be with 
the people in Sartell, Minnesota, and to share your uh, uh, greetings with them. And now they share their, theirs with you as well. It's just kind of funny how the Lord connects us all across in places we don't expect. As Lisa shared with you last Sunday, we have entered into the season that we now call Advent, a time where we wait, we watch, we wonder, and we prepare for the coming of Jesus yet again, all building up to the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day. Last week, the message we received was one of encouragement, reinforcing the need to be watching for God together to be on the lookout outside of ourselves and all around us, not only for our own benefit, but so that we can point out where Jesus is to others, so that they too can experience some hope, some peace, some joy, some love this Advent season. Well, this week we continue with our walk with the book of Matthew. Now in the third chapter, I invite you to follow along on the screen. As we get back towards the beginning of the story again. So this is Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. And the people of Jerusalem and all of Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not even worthy to untie or to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Don't you love those readings that end with burning with, you know, in unquenchable fire? Yes. So by show of hands out there, how many of you have spent some time already getting ready for Christmas? How many of you have a Christmas tree, at least one up? Or decorations around the house, or the lights, uh, on the outside, on the bushes, on trees, you name it, right? Of course. Of course we have. Any Christmas cookies going on out there yet? Yeah, a few. We got some coming up this week for our uh, quilting ladies. Well, from everything that I'm seeing in our society, if you have not been getting ready, you are already way behind. The Christmas music streaming on numerous radio stations since, well, before Thanksgiving, as is typical now, it's like right after Halloween, all of a sudden you start streaming Christmas music. The the trees that are being sold by the thousands, usually just after Thanksgiving, 
All the, the lights that are going up on everything and anything, bushes, houses, trees. I've even seen people with lights on their cars. The cards and the, the family updates are being written and mailed. Dinner plans with family, ornaments, eggnog, hanging the greens. It seems somewhat fitting that we've got John the Baptist this morning shouting from the wilderness to get ready. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. I actually like uh, Luke. The book of Luke also shares this story about John the Baptist. Uh, and he goes on to say a little bit more in that one. So John doesn't only say, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. He says, every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways to be made smooth, right? A lot going on here. And if I didn't know any better, it sounds like there's some heavy-duty construction going on. Making straight paths, filling valleys, leveling mountains, smoothing rough roads. I mean, John telling us to break out the hard hats and the bulldozers and the, and the picks right here? I mean, if so, we, Michigander should be really good because construction is the longest season of the year. But seriously, the message that John has for us today is huge. It's a big one. Prepare the way of the Lord. Get ready. Fill the valleys. Flatten the mountains. Make straight paths now. Okay, where? Somewhere out there? No, somewhere in here. Better yet, in you. So let's break this down. John is shouting from the wilderness of life today for us to make straight paths for Jesus within ourselves. So how do we do that? How do we participate in the coming of Jesus yet again into this world? How do we prepare for the way, like the way for Jesus? Well, let's look a little bit more deeply at what John the Baptist has to tell us today. So from what I've read of him, preparing a straight path for the Lord uh, starts with something that is very important. Anyone remember what John was doing in the, in the wilderness before Jesus came on the scene? He did it so much, they actually named him after it. It's John the Baptist. Yes. He was literally baptizing anyone and everyone who would come to him, confessing their sins, repenting, turning from their ways, and desiring a deeper relationship with their God. And it's the same for you today as well. In your own baptisms, being baptized is the beginning, the first step of the journey of making straight paths within you, in your life. Now, we need to be very clear here because I grew up in a town where it was a, a very Catholic church or a, a very Catholic community. St. Cloud is where I was born and baptized, or yeah, baptized as well. But back then, like the nurses, for instance, if there was a, a, a labor complication, they baptized that infant immediately, right? Because there's the golden parachute. And what that means for so many people is that baptism is the finish line. It's the thing that you need to, it's the golden ticket, the thing that you have to do, and then you're done and you're good to go. Well, I think John's kind of telling us here, baptism is not a finish line. It's actually a beginning. It's the first step in a journey. Baptism is the beginning of a new life. 
a life where things are different, a baptism that you have as well, a baptism where we receive the promises that we are forgiven no matter how bad or how many times we mess up, a promise that we are loved regardless of what the world tells us or how unlovable we feel. That all starts the day that we're baptized. Those promises stay with us. They stick to us. That cross is etched into our forehead. I almost wish it could be made permanent so that we could see it every day. But it's there. That's the first step of making straight paths is to remember that you have been named and claimed through your baptisms. Amen? All right, that's your first step. Second step that John would have us do to prepare a straight path for the Lord is to remove the things that get in the way, the obstacles, right? John says you got to take out the garbage. Gosh, he kind of sounds like my mom growing up, right? What do I mean by garbage? Sin. Now, obviously, we can't get rid of sin ourselves. Otherwise, we wouldn't need for Jesus to come. But there are some things that we can do to participate in the removal of sin. Like getting, I don't know, temptation out of our way, for instance. I'll give you a good example. Uh, how many of you have been on a diet before? <laughs> like, yes, every January 1st. Yes, I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm on a diet right now called the seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. It's working very well. But there was a time just before we moved to Michigan... Uh, 2008, uh, a buddy of mine, another uh, colleague, another pastor friend of mine, uh, we wanted to lose some weight, so we joined Weight Watchers. And I learned very early on that uh, things needed to change, because I tell you what, it's one thing to go to the meetings meetings every week, right? It's another when you don't literally, when when nothing changes in your household. So, for instance, what I found early on was it was really easy to eat snacks, right? To cheat on the system. Just don't write the number down. It'll still work out. Yeah. That's not how it works. If I have snacks within my reach, I eat them. If they're in my house, I see them. If I see them, I grab them. So we threw out all the junk food. We had to get it out of there because it was too tempting. Well, the same goes for the other things in our lives. If the TV takes too much of your time, move it. Or maybe it's surfing the internet or shopping or finding unimportant things to fill up your planner because we do that so easily, especially this time of year. So here's the little wake-up call, right? John's shouting to us from the wilderness, it's time to get ready. And how do you do that? Well, if we're going to take this seriously, it means taking a look at our lives and wondering what's cluttering, what's getting in the way of our relationship with God. The garbage needs to be taken out. I had a rough day on Friday, feeling the weight of the world, thinking of all the ways that I should be something other than who I am. Wishing I was more successful or more ambitious or a better husband, a better father, a better friend. Those darn should-haves were crowding and clouding my mind. And they became like a massive pile of trash. Obstacles cluttering my path to the point where it's all I could see. Have you ever had days like that? 
I feel like we get them more in Michigan because it's always cloudy here. At least in Minnesota, it's so darn cold, the clouds don't even show up, right? <laughs> and then Friday night, I, I heard John the Baptist screaming at me from the wilderness into my reality, saying it's time to clean house. The garbage, the clutter, the obstacles, the temptations, the devil, all the stuff going on in my life and in our lives, they don't get to claim us. They are not who we are. They can't define us. Amen? So today, John says, make straight paths. Get the garbage out of the way. Ditch it. Cast it aside. Something, someone way more important is coming and only he gets to say who you are. He has your identity. He carries your definition and your value and your success. Naming you and me as his sister and brother and fellow child of the Most High. So do this with me right now. Take a deep breath. Life is too short to let the clutter and the garbage and the anxiety and the fears and the obstacles to get in the way, to get all the attention. So today, John says, let's be done with that. Let's clear the path and make a straight shot to Jesus. Amen? Finally, a third step. That John would have us do, have us be a part of to prepare a straight path. And what we need to do that are basically some tools, right? We need to have something to help us get that stuff out of our lives. And that one sounds like my dad. Well, you gotta have the right tools. And there are many tools out there, many that will try to sell you with false hopes of things that'll cut corners and make things easier. But only a few can actually help you prepare for the coming of our Lord. And you know what they are? They're tools like the Bible, like coming to worship, like praying, like sharing your beliefs, like having a conversation about God or about your faith. These are the tools that help us get moving to continue to clear out the way to make that straight path. Too often we misplace these tools or we let them get rusty or we let our, our thoughts of, well, what would someone else think? We let that get in the way. Especially this time of year when there are so many other things going on. But when you get these tools sharpened, when you're ready to start using them, you start uncovering things like hope, like praise and, and faith and assurance of God's love. These tools give you new eyes. Not only to see Jesus coming, but to also let you see he's already here. That to me is the most challenging part about preaching the season of Advent every year. Because we keep saying, yep, Jesus is coming. Oh, and at the same time, he's already in you and around you and in everything. Yeah, it's strange. But when we're using these tools, when we're talking about our faith, when we are in places like this where we're hearing God's word, when we're in prayer, when we're reading scripture, that's when Jesus comes a-knocking. That's when we start to see things in a new light. That's where we get ready and prepare ourselves for the coming of our Lord. 
So sisters and brothers and dear ones, this Advent season, may you hear John's words for you today. It's time to get ready to prepare for the way of the Lord inside you. To remember your baptism. To get that garbage and all those obstacles out of your life. To reconnect with some of those tools that make the path straight. Not with hard hats and bulldozers, but with songs and and prayer and praise and sharing love and remembering who and whose you are. For the ultimate destination that Christ desires is not a temple or a palace. It's not a church building. The destination he most desires is a place in your heart. So get ready. For Jesus is coming to you and for you this holiday season. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, amidst all the distractions of our lives these days, give us the encouragement. Give us the ears to hear John the Baptist from 2,000 years ago screaming into our reality that it's never too late to start getting ready to prepare a path for Jesus into our hearts. We ask that you journey with us, that you remind us of how you love us, that even when we fail to get things ready, that you give us another chance every day. We ask that you also give us the, uh, the enthusiasm and and excitement to want to share this with others because there are so many people hurting in our midst. If we can remind them that Jesus comes for them as well, oh, this world could be so exciting and filled with love. Use us for that today. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Made children and heirs of God's promise, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. As we have done so, I will kind of lift up to you a topic, and you pray whatever's on your heart this morning. At the end of each prayer, I will say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts, trying to make room for you. just want to give a space right now for us to just experience you and all that you bring to us this Advent and Christmas season. And amidst all the hustle and bustle in our lives, Lord, we also lift up to you this world, people who we care most about. We begin by lifting up to you all of your people throughout this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up to you creation and this gift of nature that you provide. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up to you those who are oppressed, enslaved, or those who are in greatest need, especially for the need of healing today. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up to you the nations and the governments of this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we also lift ourselves up to you with all that's going on in our own personal lives. That you remind us once again who you are and who we are. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we lift all of these to you, into your care, trusting that you hear us. We lift all those prayers that are just too deep for words today. We lift them to you knowing that you not only hear us, but that you care so much that you want to be a part of those solutions, those answers, those opportunities. We lift them all to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times when we have failed to live as God invites and calls us to live. So I invite you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy, and we long to be free. Rebuild what we ruin. Mend what we have torn. Wash us in your cleansing flood. Make us alive in your spirit to better follow Jesus. By your grace, forgive us. Through your love, renew us. And in your spirit, lead us so that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Amen. And now hear this, dear ones. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ, was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to take out your communion kits or your bread and your wine from home. And to take out the bread or the wafer first. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you. 
and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, I want to thank you for prayerfully giving to King of Kings to help support our ministries and the amazing work that God does through us. If you're here in person, the offering buckets are on your way out. If you're watching online, uh, there's a QR code at the end of worship today. Just know that your generosity adds up to an even greater impact on people's lives. We now continue with our blessing. Eat a manger over here, some hay bales over there, and oh, hey, Pastor, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I, I'm sure I can wait. It's the most important time of the year, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I just gave an entire sermon on why it's important. I mean, it's the, the Christmas birth of play. Jesus. Oh, yeah, of course, the birth of Jesus, totally what I meant, which ironically is exactly what our Christmas play is about. Now, if you don't mind, I need to consult with my production team. If I don't mind? I was just about to give the blessing. I'm sure I can wait. Just give me a minute. Uh, How are the costumes coming along? They're all set. I just finished this bad boy about ten minutes ago. I thought we decided against the udders. It makes the hell look more realistic. Listen, if we were going for realism in this play, we wouldn't have a thousand fourth graders doing this show. Jesus. Uh, how is the set coming along? It'd be going a lot better if you gave me those sets of hands I asked for. I just gave you ten sets of hands last week! Those were kids. <laughs> and? And I need them to use power tools. And? I can't put a buzzsaw in the hands of six-year-olds. Oh my God's sake. Listen, we're all just doing what the best will we got, okay? Loaves and fishes, man. Loaves and fishes. How's the children's choir coming along? Have you ever had to teach 20 preschoolers the words and hand motions to away in the manger? Can't say that I have. Well, let's just say that if I can keep their hands out of their noses long enough to actually do the hand motions, I'm going to call this one a win. Works for me. Now, where is the technical director? He promised that he'd be getting some ideas to take this production over the top. I'm here, I'm here. I was just testing your shooting joints to see if they were structurally sound. Why? So that'll hold your fly system so you can fly your angels. It's all in my contract. I thought I was very clear this is a volunteer-based position. And for the last time, we are not flying our angels! Lord. Dear Lord, is there anyone up there who can help me get through this Christmas pageant without losing my mind? That's our cue. I don't know, but we're about to find out. And so will you. If you join us, the Great X Drama Ministry, this afternoon at 2.30 for our Christmas play, which is called How to Survive Your Christmas Passion. Can I get back to the blessing now? Okay. May you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. With that, people of God, you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.